Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin with Sashem Feedback and Insights number 15. Email address shalombayas777 at gmail.com. We're going to discuss today the wonderful concept of true tshuva, which very often there's misconceptions about it. But one thing is clear, that true repentance creates a real healing, true, everlasting joy. Simcha. And in Shalom Bayis as well, the tshuva of the Bein Adam aspects, once a husband and a wife decide to forgive each other, and they transform all that hurt and anguish and the hard feelings of the past and there is a complete forgiveness and humbleness between each other, that's when healing takes place. And it's not just fixing, you know, like you have this old, uh, you know, car and you're putting uh, windows break and you're like basically holding the car together with a bunch of tape, you know, that uh, duct tape, you know, to the, the, the mirror and all that. That's not the way tshuva works. It, that doesn't work like that, that it's damaged goods that you just happen to repair just to get it floating to one place to the next. No, it's a complete transformation. We're going to discuss this concept overall. Those who understand how it could work with Shalom Bayis, the same concept, but we're going to start like this. There is a Sefer written called Taima Devaira, written by Ramayusha Kardavero, great Makubal, Going through the Yud Gimel Midas of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem, Hashem, Kerachav Achana, and it goes through the Mikel Kamoicha, Mavmicha, and we're going to focus on one point that he writes in his Sefer called Yoshev Yerachamenu. What is the Pshat? What does that mean? Yoshev Yerachamenu means he will again be merciful to us. Yoshev, he will do this again. He will have mercy and compassionate towards us again. What does that mean? Now, this, I really believe this, that the Yetzirah pulls his hair out when he hears what this time of the fire has to say. I believe that for hundreds of years since this Sefer was written and since this piece of the Sefer was written, the Yetzirah tries to delete it, to make people forget it, to make people not internalize it, um, and make sure this time of the virus is not known. And if anyone comes near a time of the virus, the Yetzirah will start having heart palpitations and start, um, you know, hyperventilating, like you see in airplanes, like blowing into a brown paper bag, red face trying to catch their breath, having a panic attack. The Yetzirah will have a panic attack if he sees people looking at this time of and um, actually internalizing it. The Torah is not new. Torah has been around since Harsinai, since the Torah was given. By the way, that's also a misconception some people had, especially early on, about Hasidim and Hasidus in general, or the teachings of Balshemtiv, or the teachings of the, his students. Afterwards, all the different branches of it. People have this notion that it's a brand new thing. That's why people opposed it. They thought it was like, you know, who knows what. You know, they just got over uh, the Shabse Tzvi um, stuff that happened. A scholar came afterwards. 
But the bottom line is, you see how things can be misconstrued. So Hasidim seem to say some things that are new, and people panicked. And in reality, everything that Baal Shem Tev said was not new. It was all from Tyra, from Harsinai, from Meishu Rabbeinu. It's just that they emphasized various protim that were cornerstones in Hashem. So here is the way the time of the verse starts off. He says like this. He says that Hashem deals with us very differently than human beings deal with each other. For example, and again, the Masil Sisharim actually says this point too. Someone angers his friend, and then you ask Mechila, he's appeased. The truth is, usually he's only partially appeased. Usually he will not love his friend the same way he loved him as before. He's on what we call in English on guard, right? He's more cautious about this, this person. He hurt me once. I forgave him, but maybe he'll hurt me again and he's wary of it, and there's a certain distance. However, when a man sins against Hashem, and that, and, and that is a point that the way he puts it, when you do tshuva, you ask Hashem repentance, your maila is even greater than it was from before you did the sin, once you did that repentance. In other words, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the level is exceedingly great. And that's what we mean when the Chazal say that at, in a place where the Balchuva is, a Tzadik can't reach. Because when, when Hashem says Tshuva helps, he, he, Hashem means business. And this is, by the way, a big problem people have these days when they're handling people that are Bali Tshuva and seem to have this sort of complex negative complex towards them, and it has to be eradicated. You have to remember the Chazal were very, very truthful. They called the spade a spade. Not a man-made thing. Not like they're, they weren't liberal phonies, you know, that um, just when they tell about Shuva, you know, your 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 sins are forgiven. When you go up to Shemayim, uh, you know, there won't be any remembrance whatsoever of it. And people have this notion that the reason they're saying this is they don't really mean it. They don't really believe it. They really believe they're superior because this guy ate Trafus once or went to the movies once or had sex in his teenage years with a girlfriend once, or whatever it is. I'm definitely better than this guy. That's what they think in their heads. Just Hashem has Rachmanis, Nebuch, Nebuch, Nebuch. He fell, Hashem has mercy on him, like B'dieved, and pulls him out, that he could also, also, also be an Oivet Hashem, you know, he could also be, you know, maybe hang around there, Chutz by Shevet Don over there, and have a Chelek in Klai Yisrael. That's what a lot of people believe. You know, in the back of their heads, basically say, you're a screwed up guy, you're messed up, you're a poor thing, you know, don't feel so bad, you do tshuva, everything's cool with you, but in reality, they look at him like he's a, you know, a, a, a bacteria, or a glob of mold in a, on a bathroom wall. That's a terrible, terrible small-mindedness and stupidity, and thank God, it's slowly disappearing, and people are starting to respect and think very highly of true Bali Tshuva, and that's the way it's supposed to be. The Chazal looked at a Bal Tshuva very different than many of us do. The time of the virus says it. He says, He is greater. He's raised to an extremely high level 
for real. You know, the Chazal were very, very rough in certain situations. I mean, they were very tough. And, uh, you know, in Talmud Bavli, you see it more than Talmud Yoshalmi. Like, you always think to yourself, for example, Nodavaviu, right? The Tyrus says, why did they die? Because they brought in the Katyrus that they were not commanded to bring into the um, into the Mishkan. And the Mela, Hashem took their lives. A fire came out and destroyed them. That's what the Tyrus says. You would think that's enough, but no, 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 no. We go through, and of course it's Baruch HaKadosh, and from Ramazim in the Pasuk, so it's Emes Gomer. But, you know, people say, like, you know, what else is new? No, they weren't married, they were drunk, they saw the Shechina, and they weren't, uh, you know, they were with, with a lack of Kavod, um, or one Medrash even goes so far to say that they confided with each other, let these old men, meaning Moshe and Aharon, die so we could take over. Real harsh things about Nadav Aviyu that are not written in the Torah at all. Now, there's, you have to learn how to learn that, and the Chazal are not making this up, Chalila the Chalila. It's from Moshe Messinai, Ruach HaKodesh, whatever it may be. It's Emes Gomer. So we have to learn how to interpret those things because they were high people. But they, they, they basically were quite critical. And, you know, and there's Milas about it. We'll discuss Teresh and you know, in a different time about what they meant and why they said things the way they said it. But if the Chazal, even being so harshly critical and, you know, very, very um, not, um, you know, seeking the truth purely, and they talk about Abal Tshuva that way, Yoshev Rachameinu, Malasa Yoisigadayla, Malkin Shabali Tshuva Oyndim Ain Sadikin Gemurim Yecholim Lamoid. They're not just being nice, you know. They're not just being nice people. Oh, you know, um, just just like we feel bad for them, and uh, you know, we just want to be mechazik them. No, they meant business. This is real. The the uh, the the Balchuva, when he does Tshuva for real, that's serious stuff. He's on a very very high level. Time of the very continues that the world is made out of with that with the with the ice hay, the letter hay. Hay is completely open on the bottom, it has no floor. Hashem created this world open on the side of evil. It says mitzafen tiftachara. Tzafen usually means north. For some reason, with the hay, the that open side is on the bottom where you could fall all the way to the bottom. It's just fascinating a little bit why that's what that's way. But the bottom line is. It has no flaw. Unless you hold, hold on for dear life to remain up there, it's easy to fall into a bottomless pit. But that's what he says at first. So that seems depressing, right? You know, you, you have a hay, it's open, that's what this world is. You could botch up and you could fall way, way down because it's very open, that pit. But then he makes another profound and redeeming statement. It may sound depressing at first, but if you really, really think into it, it'll remove a heavy weight from your shoulders. And this is what he says. He says, Meaning, there is no side to this world, that does not have physicality, or does not have the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, or does not have defects. Our world by nature is flawed. Our world by nature, it's a beautiful world. The world is a wonderful place, but at the same time, it's a world of tests 
and of concealment, and it has, by its very nature, defects. Defects that we need to correct. But what does this mean, right? Normally you think, it's not the world that's evil. I'm evil. The problem is me. And the truth is, self-responsibility is very good. You know, you have to be, you know, think that you need to fix things. But the truth in reality is also that the problem is the Eulam You know, Hashem put us down here into a low world for a deep reason. And you will be dealing with physicality. You'll be dealing with actual evil, with pegam, with defects, even serious defects from all sides, from all sides. Ain't sad. There's not one side. Not just the hay, you know, the bottom of it, where you could fall all the way down, but all aspects of the Eulam There's no part that does not have physicality or a Yetzirah or a defect. You, which means, in simple English, you are meant to have these challenges. Now, it's true, you still have to watch where you're going. In other words, you can't decide on your free will and say, hey, I'm going to a casino in Las Vegas where they have strippers and they have gambling and they have who knows what. Very easy to pick up somebody and as long as you have the money and you'll, you could do many types of Averis and be exposed to a lot of sick stuff. Of course, you know, uh, you, know you, you can't volunteer to go to places like that. That's your responsibility. But if, let's say, Hashem set up the situation and your employer says you've got to go, or you accidentally come across a situation where there's filth there, and it's not you. That first image that you see is not you. It was the world that has no floor, the hay that has that bottomless pit that you could fall. That's what created that situation. And if you fight and fight and fight and, and don't give up, and you do your best to be clean and loyal to Hashem, which means basically is you scramble up that leg of that hay and say, I ain't going down there. I'm staying here. I'm going to climb up as best as I can. Then you could reach a very, very high level. Now, no one, like I said, and I'm going to say it again, no one's telling you not to be responsible. But being irresponsible means that you should have been responsible, and you were not. But in the Indian of Loisasuru, very often, when you, when you have to go somewhere and you have to go to work, or you have to take the subway in the summertime. There's no Brera. And so you need to know that that first image, that devastating image, or that ugly image that you saw, was not your fault. And as long as you don't entertain it for more than even a second, then longer than it needed to be, you are fine. That's what it means. The time of the verse is saying that Hashem intentionally and purposefully Put us in this world, the hay that has no floor, a world with millions and billions and trillions of opportunities to sin and fall and go to terrible places, terrible situations. But a yid needs to know the inherent matzev itself is not your fault, zero your fault. But that very fact gives you an achrayis, by the way. So, you know, you're not off the hook completely by having that. You know, you can't say, since the inherent matzav is not my fault, and it's zero fault of my own, I can do whatever I want. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what the Tehmet Devarim means. So as an example, let's take the situation. 
you have to take this bus. You don't have a car. You couldn't get a ride. And you couldn't get the Uber with just one person. Whatever it is, you had to take a certain bus. Whatever it is. And you have idiots, especially summertime. They post up billboards all over the bus with filthy, disgusting images. You didn't ask to be here. You would rather stay home. You're only here... Because Hashem told you basically nothing doing. You you need to go to work. This is the only route. Your boss is expecting you. Only you could be mechazek this person in this particular hospital. This is the bus route. There's no other way. Your mother said, I need this and this and this. You have to go shopping. I'm not feeling well. Please go shopping for me. You go to the store, shopping. Come across certain people not dressed in sneeristic and so on. So Hashem arranged it. You're near this terrible image on the billboard. Um, you're you're near. Uh, you know you're going shopping wherever it is, and these 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 women are dressed not sneezing all around you, and you got to go to this and this aisle because you know you got to get that what your mother wants or whatever it is or your wife needs. So you have to look at it as opportunity and as a gift, not to look a second time. That's what the mitzvah of loisasuru is. It's a mitzvah. Which is a tremendous chiddush, by the way. When you saw the image initially, the first split second, it did not blemish your soul. It did not create a pagam. It did not kill your eyes. Why? Because that was not in your hands. The, the initial thought, the initial impulse, the initial sight. It's there to tell you, okay, the Torah is telling you now, and Hashem is telling you now, you saw this inappropriate thing, we saw this garbage, okay, now, right now, run away, don't look at it again, and you will become great, you will become great because of this filthy garbage that you refuse to look at a second time, and that you refuse to acknowledge ever again, that is a mitzvah in that case to be a snob, to be an arrogant snob, you stick your nose up, you ignore it completely as if it doesn't exist and you just got yourself a great mitzvah. So anyone who has this taiva to be a snob and uh, just make believe somebody else doesn't exist, do that with the Sahara. When these images come up, I saw it once, Hashem made it that way. But after that, okay, what is that? I didn't see anything. It's like empty to you. No matter how much your impulses are pulling you to that direction, you decide, I'm a it. And in a certain way, that not looking at a second time, which means Hashem was masbid, you saw something the first time, and you're not looking at it a second time, and you're not extending that, and you, but you're rejecting it, that's a heksha mitzvah. That first time was a heksha mitzvah. It's like sukkah, like shafer, like mezuzah, like matzah. I'll give you an example of what I mean. For matzah, you need flour and water, right? And then you need an oven, of course. Sukkah, you need the boards, the nails, the windows if you decide to have a window. And those are the heksha mitzvahs, the materials that will give you that sukkah that you're going to build. L'shem mitzvah sukkah to sit in there on sukkahs. L'shasuru, you need that nebuch, you need that sick, demented image of that billboard or that really prostitute-looking lady that happens to be in uh, even a from supermarket where your mother told you or your wife told you, I need you to get this, I don't have kayach. And your mitzvah now is you run away from it like the plague or act 
at like a first class snob, like I said. It's beneath your dignity to place importance on such a low class image and you choose not to look again. You do that successfully, then that original image was your Heksha Mitzvah by the fact that you pushed it away. That is a big aside in life because people tend to get very depressed, especially those very spiritually oriented when they first see that image. I know Bachram confided in me and I know from myself I wasn't always careful when I was younger with Shmir Seinayim. I admit that fully. But there were tkufas that I very much was. And I have to tell you the truth. There were tkufas where, for example, I may have been learning, you know, my big learning periods, when I was learning straight through and during lunch and before Seder and after night Seder and um, in yeshiva, I used to come home, okay, and this after 16 hours of straight learning or maybe weeks and weeks that I was very careful, that I mamish was very careful. And then, you know, whatever. There was a newspaper at home. I don't get into it. See something for a second. And probably wasn't my fault at all. It just happened to be there. And, you know, I just happened to see it. Not my fault. And I remember as a bacher, it crushed me. And that was the wrong it was a mistake. I had to give myself the benefit of the doubt, but it was a mistake. And you bachram out there, the ones that are very earnest about Shemir Seinayim, and then this happens to you, and you see that first image that really pulls you on a loop, you got to take hold of yourself. Not panic. Not get depressed. Don't think that just because you saw something, and it could have been even a terrible thing, okay? You know, whatever it is, you saw something that you really didn't expect and something you never saw in your life and it shocked you. Makes no difference how bad that image was. All your weeks and hours and dedication of learning did not lose an iota, not even a rega, especially if you looked away immediately afterwards. Even if that impulse now and the hormones came in and, uh, you know, you start, sometimes your mind wandered back to it and now it's a struggle. But by you rejecting it, even if you saw it once, you're on a very, very high matrega. And you have to learn. What do you do now? Jump right back on the bus. Go back right in, in the car. And go straight at it again. The next morning, shachris with same as slavis, the learning with the same kavana. You are makai in the mitzvah By not looking at second time. We will continue Bez Hashem on this theme. And if you think about it deeply and carefully, you'll realize that this tshuva concept that we're talking about right now, I'm picking Shmir Seinayim as an example of it, could apply by every Ben Adam Lamokim and every Ben Adam Lachaveiroi and every Shalom Bayes issue where one needs to did wrong the other one and now wants to correct that wrong. Because a lot of times you feel so guilty and you feel like two cents, so you continue to act like two cents. You perpetuate your bad behavior because you feel so, oh, I, I, you know, I screwed up with my wife or my husband by doing this. That's it. That means I'm a mean person now. No, you don't give in to that. I'm a good person. I'm a good wife. I'm a good husband. Caring. I did this wrong thing. But that doesn't define me. So this society applies by all of life. Biggest side in Shalom Bayes as well. We'll continue, but as a Hashem.